Calvin! Hey! It's another week. It's another episode. Show is... And guess and what? How? Yes, Even, tell me. You know, things, things, a lot of things have changed since last week. Oh, have they? Yes, but one thing is very much the same. What's that? Religious trauma. <laughs> mm. Sure. It's a constant. Constant <laughs> thing that always ha- already happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, the past doesn't change, so... Sometimes you could reframe the past and it feels a little different, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Sure. So, like, the, the, the past that is living in the present can feel different. Yes. Hmm. And what you're saying is that didn't quite happen this week. What? That the past, the reframing didn't happen. Oh, probably not not enough we need more <laughs> we need more reframing <laughs> we need we, we need more reframing there's still scary things back in there that need to be turned into into funny silly clown things with my uh, my nephews we've been reading harry potter like in school so we read a, ch- a <gasps> the chapter devil there. books yeah so much fun so i read <laughs> <laughs> so i read um a chapter of uh, we, yeah we were doing diary of a wimpy kid but then i feel like that kid is just like so mean and annoying so i thought it'd be, <laughs> he is that's funny i don't know anything about that but so i decided that we should read something else that's maybe a little bit more advanced but like at least the main character is a nice person dude and harry potter is so good he's, it's yeah. so good and yes and it's also like related to scotland and to uk and so it's other than right. it's not just american but right. the, the 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 what the reason why I bring that up is because it's like it's like the ridiculoso spell. I feel mm-hmm. like it's like you know as we go through and process all of these different things that happened to us as we were kids and like religious trauma and reframing our past and stuff like that. Like I'm just like casting the ridiculoso spell on mm. on each of those things to be like okay you're not you're not allowed to rule my life anymore. You're not allowed to make me feel fear. Um, oh wow. And and I think you do that too. I mean, you kind of yeah. you're you're laughing these things out of existence, out of power, and and making them something that's more. That is the reframing. Yeah. What a beautiful metaphor. Calvin. Ridiculoso. Ridiculo. <laughs> we're ridiculosoing <laughs> that shit that happened. Yes. Yeah. By and, looking and at it and finding the humor in it, and yeah. And then dispelling it. I mean, yeah. kind of. Uh, no pun intended, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What's the spell for making it disappear? Oh, we can't do that. But we wish we could. But what is yeah. that spell? Do you know? I don't remember. I, I know I, Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah, we just did that one with the with the feather. Makes it fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Levitate, I think is. Oh yeah. You know. Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> That's good. Yes, I was not allowed to read Harry Potter or watch the movies. Were you? I think it's something I did in secret. Hmm. But you know, my parents were not as as like restrictive as yours were. Right. Um, remember, my my religious trauma was mostly self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. You get all the credit for that. Right. It's all <laughs> me. <laughs> wow. It, well, yeah. I mean. Kind of, I mean, yeah, my, it wasn't for my parents. It, and so it was like the community that I, I was like seeking to be, to find approval in and trying to be healed of things that were socially unacceptable and 
we're going to damn me to hell forever. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and a bag of chips. All that and a bag of chips, baby. <laughs> we were Christian kids. Yeah, we sure were. Shall we get into our episode? Well, will you introduce your friend? Yes, we who, have a great episode today. An amazing guest, a friend of mine, comedian, writer, Zach Zimmerman, everybody. He has an album out called Clean Comedy that you can get on all platforms, on Spotify, on iTunes. It's incredible. And he is incredible. So, <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay. Three, four. We were Christian kids. Christian kids. We were Christian kids. No, I mean like really, 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 really Christian. Woo! Yay! I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit caffeinated. I, I um. So we'll, we'll see. How Are you? Yeah, what did I, you drink, Calvin? I had um. Okay, there's this really cool place called Billy's Grocer Grocery, and it's not a grocery. It's a cafe, and I went there. And they have these funny little lattes, and I got a funny little beetroot latte that tastes a little bit like mud, but it was delicious, sure. and I loved it. And I just finished it, and here I am. Getting a beetroot latte is the most Calvin thing I can imagine. <laughs> they have mushroom Truly. lattes too. Oh my my my! How about we just have a latte and call it a day? Um, a they coffee also latte. have a char- charcoal latte. I was torn between the charcoal latte and the beetroot one. Oh my god! Wow. Zach, what is your favorite coffee drink? That's a good opener question. Ooh, you know, I I really serve at the mercy of the the Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks loyalty programs. Whatever they want me to have <laughs> that week, I will <laughs> abide by. But it's usually. It's usually Americano or cold brew, black, which is, uh, I don't really do the sugars and sweeteners and stuff. Mm. I have a coffee right now. I do right black, now. too, because I'm, you do, is it black? It's black, and it has a little bit of, a, like, keto brain octane oil yes, in it. Yes, MCT oil. MCT oil, okay. Right? We're... <laughs> I should have guessed there, that, done that former honey. Christians have like <laughs> adapted to this new food cult. Um, it's just like <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a high fat. It's like just pure fat, no carbs, no protein, and it's supposed to help you in ketosis for people on the keto diet, um, which I am trying to get back on. Right now I that someone like might see my your stomach. Body. <laughs> I know summer is coming fast. I might be I perceived like it, by other humans soon. It like trains your body to go after fats primarily, right? When you have the fats first thing in the morning. Yeah. Is that the it, mentality? Maybe not. What, Who knows? What, it changes. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry to get into this. this but it um, <laughs> switches your fuel source from carbs to fat. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then you just like, yeah, which I guess doesn't really make sense. Why would we do that? Because carbs are good. I don't know. I just do what the last thing I read tells me to do. <laughs> keep, the last keep article her, that I read. <laughs> keep her away from Bibles then. Don't let her touch. <laughs> yeah. What I'm is like the eight la- years clean on a Bible. So we're good there. 
I drink black too, though, because I'm usually intermittent fasting, and so I just keep it simple. So mm, I that's where... usually get a nice coffee or a cold brew. What's your range? Are you doing a an eight hour, a six Ooh. hour? It's um, two days on, one day off. It's basically. <laughs> <laughs> You're no, fasting every third day. No, it's long though. I I think I fast for like sixteen to eighteen hours usually. So you eat so you're for six one to eight meal. I eat two meals or three meals. In the course, I don't of know, guys. I change it every hours? week. <laughs> I can't stand by this. Okay, <laughs> that's what I've read. It's important to change your diet drastically every uh, week or two in order to keep your body guessing what it should be doing. Oh yeah, you know, keep it guessing. It's the keep it guessing diet. <laughs> your body is your enemy, and the more you can subvert your enemy, the better. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that's so logical, that honestly. <laughs> but the body is very like like will find homeostasis or like will find its like center. Like it will it will sustain your will and do what it wants anyway. So I mean, I feel like there's a little bit of truth in what you're saying. <laughs> It's going to adapt. Is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adapt. That's the word. Yeah. I feel true. that my rule is like within three days, we forget everything. Like you adjust to a new reality so quickly. It's like mm-hmm. our great, it's the great human uh, superpower and flaw, our mm-hmm. adaptability, but also our ability to forget. Mm-hmm. So like coming out of the pandemic three days after whatever the World Health Organization declares it's over. I feel like it'll be just very easy to click back into. I'm going to the movies. Yeah, Cowling's going to the movies. I want to see Tenet. I want to see Tenet in theaters and be disappointed around other people. (laughs) That's what it's about. What are What are you gonna do when you? What's like the first thing you're gonna do? That's like like once like you know, not saying that that's gonna happen next week, but like what is the thing that you're like this is what I need to do immediately whenever I can be around strangers again. I've, I've joked that it's uh, go to an olive garden and that's <laughs> probably not a total joke, but last <laughs> night on a, on a Twitter space, which is this new like audio conference call. You can, I do saw on you Twitter. were on that. Actually. It was so fun. It went, it went on for four hours. I, I was like, is this a fluke or is it still <laughs> happening? I couldn't I, tell, but it, Apparently it just it felt happening. we were all nobody wanted to leave because wow. or no one was going to and it just kept going and it was nice and pleasant because we just haven't i feel like i have i don't interact with people that often so it took a long time to get to bed to the social interaction but yeah. i said the first thing i wanted to do was go to like a coffee shop without a mask have a cup of coffee and probably cry <laughs> and then everyone yeah. was like this is not a therapy session we are not <laughs> licensed therapists <laughs> i was like don't be don't be afraid. What Have about? you cried at a coffee shop before? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That's but I'm trying to do some new habits coming out of the pandemic. Oh, I know. see. Yeah, revamp, revamp. <laughs> what are y'all gonna do? I'm sure you've thought about it, mm. or maybe you haven't. Probably go to like a sex party, <laughs> which I haven't even gone to. So, like you, I'm trying to do new new habits. <laughs> I can I go w- w- with yes. you as a yes, that's you can. The, that's been my biggest barrier to have never gone gone to one before. I want to like go with a buddy that I'm not mm-hmm. going to sleep with necessarily, but want to like 
Yeah, it's a buddy. Not system. go alone. A buddy. I don't want to be lost. Yeah, I feel you. I <laughs> you can absolutely come. And if you know how to find one, you let me know because I don't there's, know how to find I've it. I've been told there's one in Park Slope. Okay, we'll just walk around Park Slope until we find it. <laughs> That's oh down where God. I am. You got to find your local uh, sex parties too. <laughs> well, I'm in Hell's Kitchen, so that shouldn't be too hard. Oh, that's just one big one. Yeah, it's the not- girls are just going to be out on the street. I think when this, like the 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 nudity laws are going to be overlooked. I think. Yeah, that sounds likely. That does. Yeah, Calvin, did you answer? Oh, you're going to the movies. Yeah, I'm going to the movies. Okay. And will you I mean, be clothed? <laughs> Maybe just a trench coat. I don't know. Um, just a trench. Coat. <laughs> Very saucy. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean I, I i really i can't wait to be on stage man like honestly like i, I will probably be at a, a bar or a theater or something playing and mm. and encouraging people to still maybe social like like stay closest to their people you know like you know mm-hmm. let's 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 toe into this respectfully um because still would hate anyway whatever but I just yeah I miss the stage and so that's that's probably the first thing I'm gonna run to I'm gonna go to an open mic night oh, and like share a microphone with strangers possibly yeah. oh burn all the stages down we don't need them anymore <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's just let's live live we're, outside we're, we're living in a TikTok world that's no why don't need a stage. no <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same who needs a stage when you can film a sixty second video. <sighs> Or less. Uh, I I re- I'm, I'm, I I really struggle making that kind of content because I love long form content, like where you get to like be in charge of like an hour or two. Yeah. Well, go. You could go on a Spaces, a Twitter Spaces with Zach. Yeah. The minimum <laughs> is four hours. Yep. Come on, hang out. Okay. The one good. perk of. The one perk of I was getting a coffee with a friend outdoors with our masks on and they were like, you have to I want to show you this video. And in the past, I would be like, I, I don't want to watch a six minute video and perform my reaction for you. But since it was a TikTok, I was like, OK, it's like small enough that I'm willing to commit to watching this like in public. Mm-hmm. But I feel you on the, the long form control. Yeah. You could just do 60 one-minute TikToks. That's like an hour. No! Sorry. Just post them all at the same time, baby. <laughs> the Actually, that would be very funny. If it was like a TikTok movie that you have to like thumb through every 60 seconds. Yeah. I don't know if the algorithm would support you. but It, it wouldn't, but it'd be, on my, it'd be on my page. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. We got to please that about. algorithm. You gotta please the algorithm. I don't give a algorithm fuck. is daddy. <laughs> algorithm is daddy. Please, lo- please promote me. Um, Zach, I have a question. Do you have an accent that I never noticed? Are you southern? I I am southern, and you're not. I grew up in Virginia, and you're not the first person to say this during the pandemic. And so my fear is that since I'm not socializing with other people, I'm mm. sort of reverting and regressing back to your to old accent. 
my honky tonk days <laughs> <laughs> and I really need to talk to some, I don't know, uh, ladies from Connecticut in order to like sure. recalibrate and get into more of my heighten those vowels. How do I, am I doing it now? Heighten those vowels. You say like, hello, now, 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 now. Beautiful. I mean, both are beautiful. Now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm as pretty as the day I was born there, buddy. <laughs> but I'm very. Wait, so Virginia. <laughs> so Virginia. What and part of Virginia? Up... Oh, yeah. It was a city called Roanoke. Uh, I know. And not well, the know colony. Not the mm-hmm. colony that vanished, but uh, a little surrounded by mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, My family's from, mountains. from from f- like central Richmond, Midlothian, Chesterfield. Oh, uh, okay. Farmville, yeah. Farmville, Prospect. yep. <laughs> Love that app. It's such a <laughs> shut down now. It's such a great um, it was a great little place, and then I got out. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. I do have a connection to make between algorithms and uh, Christianity, yes. but we can do that whenever. But I don't <laughs> do want to forget now. it. Do it now. now? Yes. You want it now? I want you it want now. To... I kind of want to withhold it from okay, you now so you really in. want it. Work it in, baby, when, when it feels right. No, I can bring it up okay. <laughs> now that you don't want it anymore. Okay. I feel like seeking the approval and validation of an invisible... Uh, indecipherable force and being from Christianity makes me very uh, like prone to social media addiction or sort of uh, the algorithm mm. is God in a way like you want to please this thing that is not making it clear actually what to do to be pleased. The rewards aren't clear. It's seems chaotic, but that might be my particular experience with the almighty. Wow. I think that is the exact reason why I just hate it so much. Because I feel like I have experienced, like, victories over, like, those, what you're talking about. Like, that, that mm. it's very triggering to be in a space where it's, like, I'm not in control of anything. Mm. And, and I'm trying to please this thing that I, that I don't have a, an actually intimate relationship with. <laughs> and so... <laughs> it's, it's like every post is a prayer... And sometimes it's answered and sometimes it's not. And you have no reason for why. I'm like... That's good. Wow. Every post is a prayer. Justin Randall. (laughs) Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a throw pillow. (laughs) Sell 10,000. Every post is a prayer. I hate that. Oh, my God. But it's kind of beautiful. You already said it. Your irony will not be registered in the the record. (laughs) No, it will not. In a hundred years, everyone's going to be like, these people were losers. And I was like, no, it was all ironic. We were being playful. (laughs) Listen to the whole podcast. Right. Um, Wow. So, Virginia and, hey, tell us. We always say, what do you say, Calvin? Flavor? What was your flavor? Yeah, what flavor of Christianity? Mm -hmm. Oh, my Southern Baptist, sort of apocalyptic, evangelical... Um, I think post-millennial, or I forget which of the versions of the end of the world they ascribe to, um, <laughs> but all those things. Southern Baptist, I think, is the particular denomination. So was that raising hands in church? Was that, what was the worship like? What was the topics of the sermon like? Did you study the Bible? Or did you study, like, like 
heathen activities. Studied no heathenism. Um, <laughs> very Bible-based, fundamentalist. Uh-huh. Re- uh, Bible's literal word of God. Creation happened in seven literal days. Homosexuality is a sin. Worship is... It always happened in gyms because the churches were always growing. And so we outgrew Mm. the chapels and we were in the family life center, which is just like a basketball court that they built a stage and in with a PowerPoint where you followed along. There was, I think, a drum that was like a a big debate. Do we have drums at the 9 a.m. service and the 1030 (laughs) service? Can we can we worship, you know, with that? And very, very hell, hell, mm. hell, hell is very big to me. It may mm. not have, it more maybe came, I should mention that my father was a pastor. And so oh, I was getting wow. a particular brand from him. He was, was felt, he the pastor of the church that you went to? He was an assistant pastor at that oh. church. Okay. And then when he was passed over or when he couldn't get ordained for some reason, we went to some different churches and kind of hunted around. But it was always a guy interpreting the Bible, telling little stories, and then a come-to-Jesus speech at the end. Sure. Um, With music playing prayer. under it? Oh, of course. Tugging at those sweet little heartstrings, getting all the little <laughs> babies to cry. Yeah. Just last week we talked about altar calls was the topic of the episode, so we dove into that. All too familiar. Yeah. It's a fascinating... Um, tool i we should start incorporating it into our art some sort of final <laughs> three minute call to action i like uh, that yeah i love that follow but the call to action is follow me on instagram oh TikTok. exactly come down <laughs> so to the if stage you, <laughs> if 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 you've enjoyed yourself today if if something's on your heart if you want to know more learn more reach inside and say dear algorithm <laughs> I would like to follow Zach Zimmerman at ZZ Double ZZ Instagram Twitter. TikTok. You better plug that, girl. Plug <laughs> it in the joke. <laughs> I like that. Well, we are probably going to end up having churches for the algorithm. I mean, in some dystopian future, in like three hundred years, we're going to be worshiping technology. I bet three hundred. I don't think it's going to take that long. Well, I just don't. I hope it does. I think if you started the Church of the Algorithm today, you would have subscribers tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Honestly. Because should we pe- start it? <laughs> no. Should we? No, we don't. Shouldn't. No, no, no. We shouldn't. It is kind of hard knowing all these tools about how to like manipulate people from our upbringings to like make sure we never are using them for evil. Mm-hmm. Mm. is it hard though or is it very easy or it's easy do you all think you want to what is your relationship to celebrity worship and your desire to be worshipped in relationship to I've, I see worship happening of peers in different fields mm. online standing basically and standing. I, that feels very dangerous to me it's like worshiping god who can do no wrong and then when god does something wrong you don't really know how to process it sure mm-hmm. it's like and it's a, even a step worse when it's a politician i feel like mm. 
the standing of the politician because they actually have power <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> but right. I stand AOC a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I can see myself mm. all, that her red lipstick and her straight, like sleek hairstyle. And she always, I talked about AOC in therapy the other day. <laughs> and I said, I feel like I'll never be as put together as AOC. She's so cool. Anyway, I'm there. I'm standing. It's dangerous. Mm. Because she's going to fuck up. Right. Right. And I there's... Right. But maybe she road. won't. <laughs> maybe she won't. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. She's worthy of... I mean, she's doing incredible stuff and mm. speaking truth to power. I, I feel like she does a decent job, too, of making sure it's always about us like this is a movement it's not just me um and being on the ground with people but anyone being given yeah tons of power you have to have internal checks and like external structural checks to make sure someone doesn't abuse that power that's how you get into trumpism yeah 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 people are standing trump quite frankly they still daddy today texts me what did he say he's like that that vaccine, hundred percent Trump credit where credit is due, and I almost <sighs> responded, but I've learned to just let it sit. And then he comes back in a minute, like Biden's taking too much credit, and so I just let it sit. That's my new oh. strategy: is just not engage. I've seen I've seen your post. I love um, that you are open with the way that you engage with your parents about political and religious differences, um, and <laughs> it's very like. Um, well, it's because I relate to it entirely. Um, mm. Only I like don't have the courage to post about it. But the other, the difference is, I feel like I have just like sort of blocked mine out a little bit. My parents and you, you are willing to engage a little. Does that seem true to you? Potentially to my detriment. I've often thought like, oh, am I causing myself more pain? Because you see the kind of. It'd be much cleaner if I were just like, fuck you guys. I'm living my my queer socialist New York City life. I don't have room for your bigotry, intolerance, uh, closed-minded conservatism. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you, like, I don't know, want your mom to be proud of you. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, that would be kind of nice to have. I also love a little, we were all a little, like, provokey and debatey like that's how the family showed love we would like Mm. yell through doors Mm. so there's something if no one gets hurt it can be fun to spar okay but as i'm maturing i realize like oh this sparring actually does take a toll on me so i want to pick and choose when i do it um wow that's and i don't know i don't know if i've moved them at all it's it's sort of i see them as uh I don't know how you sharpen a knife, but I met there's something and then the knife, right? Mm-hmm. So I just see them as like my uh, practice for when I'm engaging in the actual world. Like, okay, these are the like people you'd think don't exist, but do exist. Mm-hmm. And how can I like make sure my arguments are soft are sharp, make mm-hmm. sure I know how to respond to, you know, the conservative talking points if I encounter them in the world. So it makes me think about and articulate what I believe um, right too but it's also exhausting yeah and your parents yes. are like in it like in the christianity 
in it. They're curious because we kind of stopped going to church, church. They're still very Christian, but they haven't been to a church in probably a a decade or so. And so it's, they've just kept, they've kept all the worst parts, all the supernatural beliefs, well, all the worst to me parts, and don't have any of the like community, friendship, fellowship, um, to them. I mean, they're getting the, they're getting the best parts. They have the answer to every question. Uh, they have the moral righteousness to know where they're, that this life doesn't matter and they're spending eternity in heaven. Um, and they don't have to interrogate any of the awful tragedies that happen on earth. But yeah, they're, they're, they're in it and not, Hmm. not, and will never come out. Yeah. Mm. That's how I feel about my parents. They're not coming out. Do you have, do you have like a relationship with them beyond like outside of that sparring? Like, do you guys talk about any like, like heart things or like, you know, just day to day, like conversations, casual conversations, or do you mostly only talk to them and engage with them? about those kind of things you disagree on it's definitely imbalanced towards political and we're trying to like build up some other stuff like oh share some like memories of childhood because i think with the kids i have two sisters and a brother and the sisters and i are kind of on a similar wavelength and we're all like in various stages of the therapy of processing our childhood so we're like going back and trying to make sense of how we were hurt and in the particular ways. And I think once we're through that, there'll be more balance to it. But there's a, I guess it's a a separate category of things. There's like current political disagreements. And then there's like ways that they fucked us up that we want them to say that they're sorry for, but they never will. And so processing that they're never going to say they're sorry Mm. Because they they believe they did nothing wrong in how they raised us, mm. Mm. which is hard. Like if you believe hell exists, then doing everything you can to keep the kid from going to hell is probably the move. Yeah, but hell doesn't exist, so that was child abuse introducing <laughs> that idea. And wow, that's that, that, that's well, that's what I think. And it, and quite frankly, it continues to be child abuse or abuse of your child to insinuate that they're going to hell even mm. if they're an adult <laughs> it's such a danger the kids believe you're the adult they're going to believe what you say and so for you to i mean every parent accidentally messes their kid up probably in unfathomable ways but like don't tell me tell me hell exists like the day before i am going there <laughs> not don't make me worry about hell for my whole life <laughs> in what ways in what ways did they did they make you worry about it or like but did they was it something that they taught you directly or was it just because they brought you to churches and the community that that taught you like was it them or was it the church it was them it was yeah. dad okay he um would sit around the dinner table um and explain his salvation experience how if you're not saved you go to hell I vividly remember him talking about the burning and gnashing of teeth and he would like act it out. He'd be like, Whoa. and I'm like eight years old, like watching my father, like writhe in faux pain being like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go to hell. Um, wow. and he, yeah, 
But it so sounds like that's where off. you got your performer traits from. <laughs> <laughs> we are dangerously similar in that way. Um, I was like, that's dramatic. <laughs> that's a little drama, Papa. <laughs> that's, that's camp. Oscar um, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oscar buzz. Um, yeah, so it is, I also feel like, I don't know if the, this is just turning into free therapy, so thank you, girls. Um, <laughs> that I'm doing work now that is, I'm doing, like, backwards generational therapy. So, like, I've uncovered things about the way my brain and body work that, like, are going up backwards. Because I'm, like, helping my dad be like, oh, that that's an obsessive thought. That 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 could be this. That could mm-hmm. be that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, like, I'm reverse doing therapy on my father, who's never been in therapy, sure. to to selfishly try to make sense of, like, where did this belief originate? And then your relationship with your dad was like this, and then you think God is this, and, oh, okay. And you were afraid of going to hell? Oh, okay. So mm. there's, it's exhausting. Everybody should just do their own therapy. I'm doing, sure. like, mom and dad's therapy. Oh, yeah. For them. They're going to, they need to be doing their own. But so do mine. <laughs> My parents say, we don't, we don't, they won't even call it therapy, first of all. They know I'm in therapy, but they call it counseling. And I'm like, why won't you call, I, years ago, I was like, why won't you just call it therapy? And they're like, because therapy implies something is wrong. And I was like, there are many things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> many things are wrong. <laughs> do you think that, that is- either of your parents would go, would like, be receptive to going to therapy with you like family therapy who me or zach both of you they would never hmm. it it it'd be it'd be valuable potentially but i can't yeah like if you invited them and said it's already paid for like you just have to like answer the zoom call oh zoom's interesting zoom is hard though because it's so easy to walk away Shut the computer. <laughs> when they're in the room with you, you can grab their wrist. They, my, my older sister went with my mom to a few therapy sessions, and she felt ganged up on. So I think mm-hmm. that's, since it's my idea, since I found the therapist, they would feel mm-hmm. attacked, which is kind of the problem. Whenever there's any criticism, they're just like attack mode and can't say like, yeah, we fucked you up a little bit. Sorry about that. Can mm-hmm. we go to Red Lobster now or something? Can we yeah. <laughs> enjoy life? What What do you wish? I mean, besides sorry, I mean, it's just like you. It feels like you. We want them to say like our parents to say like we did our best, like we did the best we could, and we're sorry for the shortcomings, and like that would be enough. Like, kind of the It'd second be, part is yeah. what, what I. <laughs> they'll say that we did our best, yeah, but there's no. I feel like the the first part is the work we have to do. At least mm-hmm. this is my experience in therapy mm. is realizing that my parents did their best mm-hmm. and like forgiving my parents. And then mm. the second part is what I would like from my parents, which is we're sorry for how we fucked you up and mm-hmm. for, for our shortcomings. Um, like how can how can we help fix it now? Kind of thing. I do see them as more human as I age. I see them as, you know, 
tragic characters, victims of their own circumstance, and mm-hmm. they were doing their their best. Um, yeah, I kind of want to reiterate what you said, because it's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about, which is that if you truly do think that your child is in danger of hell, how forever. are you not going to try to keep them from going there? Do you know what I'm saying? There's like... Like, of course, that's what I tell myself with my mom when she, like, implies that I'm in danger of hell. I'm like, well, she doesn't want me to go to hell forever. So, like, of course she's saying that. Is she actively still doing that? She has done it, yeah, within the last six months. Like, it sort of came up because she thinks it's the end of the world. She very much thinks the pandemic and the vaccine and all of this is indicative of the end times as, you know, prophesied by Revelation and she thinks we're moving toward one world government and she thinks Jesus is probably coming back in her lifetime. And um, so like the stakes are high for her right now. So um, that's why it came up. And I was just like, I'm not going to hell. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. (laughs) Not going to hell. (laughs) I don't think. Should we, I feel like we should lead a retreat where we just chant, we are not going to hell altogether. Because that felt very, like, powerful to say aloud. Mm-hmm. And we, we can be, it can be a sex party, too. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be doing it at the same time. Yeah. It's tricky. That would actually be mom... therapeutic, having gay sex and saying, I'm not going to hell. There could be some real healing there. I'm not good. I mean, we could start a service. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's not wrong about like end of the world stuff though, which makes it a little uh trickier to sort through Wait, do you the think supernatural it's the end of the world? and not I think there well it depends on what we define as the world. But I do think there are I mean, there are crises happening that are threatening the existence of humans on earth you're right and the earth kind of all together global warming yeah Pandemic, plastic war yeah <laughs> plastic so i mean people have been saying jesus is coming back since he left and mm-hmm. thought they lived in the end times no one thought mm-hmm. it would take this long but i do yeah. think we're like closer than ever before to whatever but if he comes back that's good news because he won't take you and then you'll know oh, this is now true, and you have three and a half years during the Great Tribulation in order to get saved. Wait, I thought it was seven. It's, it's uh, the, the whole Tribulation seven, and but three. I think three and a half is the mini Tribulation, and then the Great Tribulation. Oh, you, you can were get post-millennial. Sa- I'm just kidding. I don't know what that means. Oh. I don't I, know what that means. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but I think you can get saved in the first three and a half years of the seven-year Tribulation. I thought Love it was that. Wait, except that you have to stay alive. You have to make it through yes. it. You have can't to make die. it through all the, the levels. You can't, can't take die? The mark. Wait, you, wait, 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 wait. You can't die in that time period? You have to you, get you know, saved if you and die, stay alive. You wouldn't, if you die, wait, what? Like, you have to make it through the three and a half years, like a video game. Yeah. I think if you got saved and then died, you'd be golden. Oh, okay, okay. But if you die before you get saved, you're fucked. Sure. But also that this is my other weird Christianity loophole. If do y'all not do the age of accountability in your traditions? <laughs> yeah. Not, 
Well, yeah. I, I know of it, but yeah, I don't know that we. Essentially, if you, if you were if you were oh my god, it was gosh. like six, C- right? No, it, it was if you were conscious of of your sin or of good and bad, then you were aware enough. I thought it, it's a different eight. Yes, exactly. It's like once you're punishable for sin. Yeah, because it's they don't want to send like two year olds can, can to you, hell. Can, can you explain it? They uh, because <laughs> they. So, you know some of our <laughs> listeners may not be may not be and, and I had not heard that uh, phrase for twenty years. But can you uh, explain what uh, what age of accountability is? Yeah. So if uh, if all mankind is sinned and we're the wages of sin is death. Christianity had to respond to this idea that an infant goes to hell when it's born for the sins of its ancestors. Um, And so the answer is kind of the age of accountability. And in my tradition, it wasn't a specific like actual age, but it felt like it was around like eight to 12 where you become responsible for those sins. Like you've actively denied Christ and you deserve hell now. Um, so it's kind of this weird. It's like plausible deniability. Yeah. And so my thinking is why don't you slaughter everyone before they hit the age of accountability so they can all go to heaven? Oh, that's. Wow, what a beautiful sentiment. Thank you. <laughs> Put it on my throw pillows. <laughs> slaughter, slaughter everyone. everyone. Sla- just slaughter everyone. Oh, <laughs> my God. Zach I was going to say, I've been on some planes with babies that are probably bound for hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's adorable. Tell us. Babies. Um so that yeah, that's my my Christianity loophole. And whenever my mom goes off about abortion, I'm like, well, they're all in heaven, right? So what's what's the deal? Wow, that is wacky. There's some wacky. Fine, you you know everything, Zach. Can we just be clear about that? Like you, um, it is clear to me that you dove deep. Would you say you <laughs> dove deep in your adolescence into Christianity? Oh yeah, I, I I was in a Christian school through fourth grade, and then yeah, I was devouring the Bible. I was reading the Left Behind series. Mm-hmm. It was because it was attached to like parental attention and favor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this will please my dad if I know all these things. Um, wow, 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 wow. Yep. And also, well, I don't know if y'all your experience was the same, but my dad had such an experience when he got saved that I felt like I wasn't saved ever and mm. I kept trying to recreate his like White auditory hallucination yeah. yeah and so that's part of my study it was like voracious study to like save my soul and not understand why Jesus wasn't saying yes and it mm. wasn't till like 18 that I was like wait this is there is no God that's why I'm not hearing or not a God in the sense that I've been taught mm-hmm and I talked to friends who, at like thirteen, when they heard about Christianity, River, they're like, "That's dumb. That's not for me." And I'm so jealous of <laughs> someone who could just like walk away from the whole thing instead of like being trapped in this like lifelong thought pattern yeah. that I'm stuck in. That's who? sort of what happened to Calvin and I. I mean, we dove in, dove in, mm-hmm. and then we mm-hmm. know other people that were like, "Now," 
at like 14. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. How did you do that? <laughs> I mean, I was kind of jealous of them then, you know? Like, I remember just yeah. seeing them with their friends and their parties and their freedom and, and how they just didn't have all the shame, like, mm-hmm. even then, you know? And, like, feeling like, yeah, you guys are having fun now, but just wait till you die. <laughs> 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 and, and, and literally, say, you know, thinking, actually thinking that, actually believing that, and sometimes even saying it to their faces. And that is, you know, was fucked up. Yeah. What a terrible way to structure the world. Mm-hmm. To be like, oh, most of you are going to burn for all eternity. And I know the right answer. Like, you, every Christian should be a billy graham televangelist like screaming from the rooftops on every street correct correct like your parents should be texting you every day for every hour if this is actually true that makes eternity is in the balance eternity's a long time yeah how did your hasn't do you have a good i'm doing that thing where you ask a question that you have a great answer to (laughs) sure does anyone have a good like description of eternity that they were given by someone in christianity Hmm. I want to hear yours. I know. I'm so I just, just think of a circle. A circle. What? That's mine. A circle. That's Justin. Thank you. That's that's a great option. Imagine. I remember. I, I, I see a sea of glass. That's that's my eternity. A sea. That's close to what what I was told. There's a pelican on a beach, and the pelican picks up a grain of sand, and the pelican flies to the moon. Pelican, very slow bird, gets to the moon, drops the piece of sand off, flies back to Earth, picks up a piece of sand, flies back to the moon, back and forth, back and forth. And when the pelican has moved all the sand from all the beaches on all of Earth to the moon, that is one fraction of 1% of eternity. Oh, no, 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 no. I hate that. <laughs> I mean, I love the metaphor, but that was I hate visceral. The that was visceral hatred. No, it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> can we make some? Ed- Is there an intermission? Can we can we make some edits to eternity, please? Yeah, I don't drink anymore. But if that is what I'm gonna have to endure, I'm gonna start drinking again. I'm just gonna wait. That out. Would you just be sitting there watching the pelican? Or does he have friends? Is there anyone helping him? Like, who, where's the rest of the stuff? It's, does he get hungry? Just... The moon's far away. Yeah, girl, this is eternity. No, that sounds awful. What do you do? You know, boredom is my greatest enemy. And so... fear. You're you're more afraid of boredom than hell. Perhaps. Maybe that is your <laughs> hell. Your hell isn't fire and brimstone. It's just you and a Watching dead a pelican. Phone. Yeah. Watching a pelican. <laughs> yeah. That's hell. That's definitely hell. <laughs> God. Zach, wow. we, we, we need to go back because this is this is the first time I'm meeting you. Hi, Calvin. It's nice and, to meet you. I don't, your, I don't... your name isn't triggering at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to ask you who your favorite theologians are, were, but but first I want to know who are you and what do you do? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're going back. Back, back. <laughs> to the beginning of the interview. 
<laughs> how do I do it? Yeah, th- 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 who am I want to do? I'm Zach Zimmerman. Is that the right answer? I don't think you ever said that before. We are, yeah. We didn't let do you a little. Enjoy. Oh, that's true. Do a little bumper at the top. We, where we, you're we like, will, but, but I want hey, you to everybody, say it. <laughs> our guest today is Zach well, Zimmerman. He's so talented and charming. Is that what they call it, a bumper? We usually know. do that, but Calvin is giving you a special... Um, <gasps> Ooh. I think he's giving you a special platform right now. Am I? Am I? Oh, the pressure's on. I, I, I collapse when I have to do these things. But I'm Zach Zimmerman. I do comedy. I like to write, uh, and I live in Brooklyn. And mm. I'm a queer vegetarian atheist. And um, that that feels. I would like to one Top day be able to answer reverse. that with more. Playing. recovering top i think theoretical (laughs) theoretical top based on pandemic i was i almost tweeted yesterday like if after the pandemic i'm a bottom would you hold it against me (laughs) i like that and the answer is yes (laughs) the answer i yeah but i i I i feel like Creativity and writing is always really important to me in various mm-hmm. forms. Or that's how I process the universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, favorite theologians? I'm, I'm curious because you, it seems like you are a nerd like that. Oh, I mean, I don't know if I'm well studied, that well studied in that regard. But well, I you, always you don't love... like Calvin, so no, like no one Calvin. likes Calvin. <laughs> The Nazarenes do. Calvin was predestination, right? Yes. I hate that. It's the worst one. Yeah. But 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 hold on. But if you are among the predestined, then you feel very special. Then you love Calvin. It's very. It's almost anti-American dream capitalism that you can't work to be one of the elect. But it's also favorite theologians. There, got there's the prosperity gospel. I hate. I don't know mm-hmm. who's responsible for like kicking that off. Let's just blame Joel Osteen. Yeah, he has Joel it. Osteen. Fuck he took the Joel prize. Osteen. <laughs> uh, Tim LaHaye is trash. Trash. Uh, trash. That, that was left behind guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Jerry B. Jenkins. And Jerry B. Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Back to Jerry rigging. The fact that I know the name <laughs> Jerry B. Jenkins. <laughs> I have it somewhere. I bought the series thinking there'd be art in it to revisit it, but I couldn't get back through it. It was like, I don't actually know what's interesting about the Left Behind series. Mm-hmm. I think about, Bla- is it Blaise Pascal? Pascal's Wager mm-hmm. feels like mm-hmm. a, a thing I think about theologically. Feels like hipster theology. Fairly often. <laughs> I I want to be hip. I would love to be hip. <laughs> But I, yeah, I wish Did you ever get done with uh, C.S. Lewis? I read Mere Christianity. Mm -hmm, That's the one. That was my favorite book for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I read it multiple times. And I liked uh, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Or I read The Magician, Mm -hmm. whatever. The first book in The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Nephew. Magician's Mm. Nephew. Which has been fun. I've been watching uh, The Golden Compass, or His Dark Materials on HBO. Sure, yeah. And I remember being told, like, this is the evil 
mm-hmm. version of the C.S. Lewis books. And so now it's mm-hmm. fun to come back and be like, oh, no, this is closer to, like, what I believe now. Uh, the, church, the church, the magisterium are the evil institutional church villains and dust the original sin is actually knowledge or whatever Mm. i didn't get that far what was the shift for you oh i'm sorry spoiler and then uh they all died (laughs) (laughs) okay great (laughs) like when you said it was around you were 18 when you decided that that god was not real and and that heaven didn't exist and like you were you were done performing for your for your father and like what what was like just that time of your life like yeah my my relationship with religion is very interconnected with death in two ways my father lost his father at 13 and that's very close to when he got saved and then when i lost a friend at 18 i realized like oh this is why religion exists this is to make this like hurt less Hmm. and it's a load of bullshit and of course it was there was a gradual process i think of being away from home my freshman year of college kind of realizing these beliefs weren't the norm i was like outside of that circle where everyone belief believed this because i went Mm -hmm. to school out of state and was encountering like liberal thinkers and atheists and people from all traditions um so it probably would have organically happened but it was very like oh death made me kind of like realize this is bullshit and then i was very angry for a minute and then decided to like study religion in college to learn about like all the crazy things other people believe i framed it as um because i'm still fascinated by questions of like life and death and meaning and purpose uh Mm -hmm. and probably overthink them um thanks to my upbringing Mm -hmm. um and only now am i have i softened a little bit to where like hey whatever gets you through the day like whatever system or funny little tradition if you want to thank aunt uh aunt vicky's still here with us if that makes you feel better like sure or that they're in a better place feels like over the past year like the idea of some better place feels beautiful Mm. and why not just have that belief why does there have to be the bad place Mm. just (laughs) just do the good place like that's (laughs) that yeah or the only the bad place for the really bad people like why does everybody who why does so many have to go to the bad place just change the belief system make it (laughs) better (laughs) make a better one so yeah it was really um it was it was it was 18 Mm. in college and were y'all did y'all oh go ahead well i was gonna say i i don't i don't want to speak for calvin but i'll speak for myself Largely, my sexuality was, like, the impetus, I think, for starting to really question things and wrestle with it. Did that play a part for you at all? It was very... No. I would say that I probably delayed my experience of queer desire, like, on a subconscious level, because it was, like, not an option. Yet, Mm. it wasn't until college that I was like, oh, those boys are cute. Also, there may not have been cute boys in, like, Southern Virginia. Maybe that was why. (laughs) Um, Or it was just, like, homosexuality is a sin. That's, like, not even a choice. We're not going to experience that desire. And so, but then once following, like, abandoning the belief, it was kind of 
matching at the same time. And I'm like, oh, having my first real drunk blowjob. And then, okay, give a blowjob. And then, so it was very, like, baby steps over the course of college, uh, getting in tune with that desire. And then being a being a big old big old lover in Chicago, just cleaning right. up that city. Sure, sure. <laughs> Fascinating. That's so interesting. I was just, I like, I think I have, you know how you, well, I project my own experiences onto other people. So I'm like, oh, someone who is Christian and is queer, that, that was probably their big crux. And it's interesting that you're sort of timed up with something else. And you know, I, I, I can kind of relate to you too, Zach, because one thing that happened that I often forget about um, is that I had a close friend who was associated with my church um, when I was away. He passed away while I was away for, and I had moved away for a couple of years. And, and like, I was one of his close, like, I don't know, kind of his accountability partner or like, like kind of discipling him. And when I left there weren't a lot of people around that like would give him the time of day. And, and so I think it's like, I was trying to, I, I think I was trying to trust the church to take care of him. Mm. And then when he passed away from, um, uh, I think, well, uh, this is much as I can understand now from a, an overdose. Like, it's like, he kind of just, people just for, like for, forgot about him. And then like had forgotten about him before that. And then like kind of just pretended like he didn't exist after that um or you know they didn't there was pain there and and mm. i think because I, f I feel like the church let me down by letting him down and so there was also another like there was like the double whammy of sexuality as well as death that like made me feel like this was not a good investment of my time to be a part of this institution anymore because it's not doing the thing it said it was supposed to do, which was a heal me from my homosexual desires and b save the people that I care about, and it's not it didn't do those things. <laughs> you so. watched your the thing you stand failed. The yeah. thing you were worshiping let someone down and yeah. you down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You saw the emperor had no clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think of someone that I stand who failed. I was like, what did, did Lady Gaga do anything wrong? I couldn't think of anything. No. <laughs> has she? I don't think she has, man. There's plenty <laughs> of people I can't stand. <laughs> but standing. Yeah, there you go. She did wear a meat dress, and we're both vegetarians. That, she, is she, has she apologized? Is she still vegetarian? Was she ever? I don't no. think that that was a vegetarian thing. I think um. that was like, I'm wearing meat. <laughs> the phrase just lives in like the comedy part of my brain where I'm like, oh, meat dress, that's funny. And if you ever need to say meat dress, that will make someone smile. I forgot that <laughs> I forgot it doesn't match with my beliefs in any way. Right? <laughs> I, I don't know, just if you did this, and I don't know, Calvin, if you're uh, 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 a sinful meat eater or a vegetarian. I'm pescatarian, somewhere in the middle. Hey, pescatarian. Hey, that's great. Um, I'm probably closer to that, too. But I feel like I adopted that when I gave up Christianity, which is like funny, but also just very true because it's mm. like a self-righteous way to feel you're better than other people. Like, <laughs> oh, I, you're not going to hell anymore, but at least I'm, you know, not causing the <laughs> suffering of 
of sentient beings, you know, all over the earth the way you are. Okay. <laughs> you can still look down on people, and that's important. <laughs> In the no. past year, I'm finding that a bit with, like, socialism, too? Or that I'm just, like, I don't know, I'm stepping back into my a righteousness that I was afraid of as a kid because I was like, oh, I don't like politics, everyone's fighting, like, there's too much yelling uh and that reminds me of like the yelling of childhood and of churches mm -hmm. and now i'm like no i'm ready to yell too i know what i believe now like mm. people deserve a house <laughs> mm. is that in the course of this last year or was that already happening before i feel like it it ramped up over the past year just as i watched all of our systems kind of collapse and became more aware of the level of suffering that was happening. Um, but certainly once Trump was elected, I feel like that shattered, mm. for a lot of people, shattered a idea of how the world was operating or mm -hmm. let us know, like, hey, you can't really be ignorant about this anymore. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. um, you should be putting some energy and time towards this. Mm. Um, but just the... I guess, like, the pumping the brakes on the career over the past year gave me space for that where i'm not like oh i have to rush to this show to actually stand up forced me to start to um articulate what i believe about the world because mm -hmm. i did improv in chicago for a long time which is own kind of christian cult not mm -hmm. christian cult but <laughs> just cult very like welcome uh warm and loving and so getting out of that and realizing like what do i believe i'm 28 let me let me figure this out and start like writing down things mm. um so yeah new york gave me my beliefs <laughs> i believe good. in this city <laughs> new york is not dead new york is not dead new york is re <laughs> re resurrected he is risen yeah he is risen <laughs> indeed <laughs> wow i just have it i keep thinking and thinking and thinking um before we close because i think we're sort of winding down but um tell me about am i imagining this christian magician christian that magician thing? that's a thing now was that when you were a christian or when you were not a christian this was i i was into magic when i was 13 ish and definitely did some pool parties as a secular not as a non-christian magician mm -hmm. but then as i started getting into comedy and thinking about how to use my knowledge of Christianity. I developed a satirical Christian magician character who uses close-up miracles to educate people about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and honestly, I think it'll be easier to show you than tell you about him. Would you mm. like to see a trick? Yes. yes. Oh my please, gosh, this is please. great. Um, <laughs> let's, let's see if I can... Uh, think of one to do uh okay am i getting into the character i can't i haven't decided yes uh do, do you believe in magic um yes. I, be I believe in miracles amen brother yes <laughs> yes i do as well <laughs> well tonight get ready because we're gonna make jesus the king of your hearts okay mm. uh J justin would uh -huh. you uh 
normally I'd ask you to pick a card, a magician does, but I'm a Christian magician, so I'm going to ask you to pick a card spiritually. Any okay. card, ace through king, and any suit, hearts, spades, diamonds, or uh, clubs. Okay. Calvin, I'd like you to pick one as well. Okay, I'm going to write it down. Powerful. <laughs> and then we somehow need to pick one of your two cards. We have to pick me and Ka- me or Calvin has to pick. Only one is predestined. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Calvin, yours can be predestined. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, you have your card in mind, Calvin. Yes. Excellent. And now, do you believe in God? No. You don't. Why don't you believe in God? Did something change between now and then when I when we started this? I'm so sorry. I I need you to explain why you don't believe in God. Well, I believe I I because I don't I don't know. I feel like I'm actually a little bit more agnostic than anything. I just don't think that we could actually define these things. Well, God believes in you, Calvin, okay? (laughs) And I have a deck of cards here, okay? Okay. And you chose any card. It could have been, uh, it's one out of 52. And Uh that was a free choice, right? Yes, yes, that was a free choice. No, God whispered that card into your ear. Oh, okay. He planted that thought. He made you move that pencil. He knows the number of hairs on your head, Calvin. Uh Uh-huh. And God whispered that card to me as well. Okay. And what am I holding, Calvin? You're holding a deck of cards. A deck of cards, yes. What card did you pick, Calvin? Eight of spades. The eight of spades. You could have chose any card in the world, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Would you believe if I open this deck and the eight of spades is the top card on the deck? Would um, you believe that there are things in this world that are outside of your control that you don't believe yes absolutely that there are forces at play that maybe maybe there's a christian god uh maybe i want you to say the magic spell with me okay i'm gonna open the deck okay all right abracadabra abracadabra I accept Jesus Christ. <laughs> I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Uh, as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe creation happened in seven literal days. I believe creation happened in seven literal days. <laughs> and God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior, and I'll spend eternity in paradise with him now. And I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior, and I'll spend the rest of eternity in paradise with him when I die. In Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. No, that's clubs. What? That's clubs. (laughs) Really? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's not the top card of the deck, Calvin. It's that there's one card in the deck that's facing a different direction than the others. Oh. 
What? This is the eight of spades. What? No, Zach, I hate this. I feel scared. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. What? Okay. What just happened? That was Luke. He's he's a little rusty. He sounds a lot like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a little triggered. That was I'm sorry. I th- that was brilliant on multiple levels. Oh, First of that's all, so kind. You led them through the Lord's prayer, or not the Lord's prayer, but the salvation prayer. The prayer of salvation, yeah. Before revealing the trick. <laughs> that's what's so holy funny about him. Oh, yeah. He's. Well, I went to. So I developed this character and then did an hour long magic show as him. And then there's an actual Christian magic conference in Indianapolis that I went to in character like three years ago. You're like Borat. It was very Borat vibes. And I don't know if I'm cut out to totally be that style of comedian because I was unwilling. Maybe I was just too scared they were going to like punch me in the face. But Mm. I like interviewed them all. I performed at their show. I feel like I like tricked them all. Did they get it? Were they like, they weren't laughing uh, with you because they didn't Ironically. They thought I was just them, and they were just like, oh, who's this, like, cool new magician here with a camera man? Mm. Who, what's <laughs> And then we tried to make, like, a documentary out of it, but it, it's just a bad movie now that I have in my past that I made. I want to see it. I do, too. It's very <laughs> funny. I want you to resurrect this character. I don't know if you said you were going to, but I think it's I'm always brilliant. on the fence about it. Oh, that's very kind. I don't think I'm a, quite a good enough actor to do it. Um, but I don't know, you acted with... it well. I, I didn't expect you to actually do the trick. That's what gobsmacked me, is that it was funny and funny, and I was on the ride, and then you actually pulled it off? I think I, I'm confused. people love magic. They just like magic. Yeah, me. And I, I've thought about putting him in like a stand-up set, if I can frame it as like, oh, I only know this one trick, and it, my dad taught it to me, and he's a magician or something. I feel like um, you could have like a, you'd be doing a special, and you have like a top hat on a stool, and then like you just in the middle go and put the top hat on, and then do a whole bit in character, and then take the top hat off and go back into your stand up. There you go. That sounds like powerful, actually, to, <laughs> to not, not it, not pre front porch it and describe it, just in and out. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay, I'll do well, that. Because people would know it was a character because you ha- you put on a prop or a costume. Anyway, whatever. I love it. I that was beautiful. I put this. I have got that trick out because I was like, they might ask. <laughs> really? And I should be ready. <laughs> that prophetic spirit on on you know working for you. Yeah. The Lord wow. put something on my heart, y'all. Yeah, whispered in your <laughs> he ear. He said, "He see says Calvin needs Christ." <laughs> <laughs> he d- Calvin does need Christ. Let's be honest. <laughs> mm. Oop, I just broke something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your accent came back. Um, Yeehaw, y'all! I do yeah. find that I I know we're wrapping up, but I do ironically go back to like Christian language sometimes with people in like mm-hmm. a fun way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, bless your heart, or God, God, God's thinking of you. Like, I think it's sure. funny to <laughs> yeah, kind of no. ironically say it and still mean the emotion. Like, yeah, it's almost cathartic, also, I feel, to mm. use that language sometimes, like fl- flippantly or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. 
Wow. Zach, you've been, might I say, the perfect guest. <laughs> Stop. You've been the kindest, sweetest, perfect host. Um, you're wonderful. Do you do voiceover work? I just have to know. I, in Chicago, I tried to get work doing everything. No, mm-hmm. Nobody would have me. But I'm open if someone wants... If I will say most I just most feel like I could, hear you, I could hear you read like a book. like, And it would be wonderful. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I'd love to read... Anyone listening, if you need an audiobook read, I would love to read your audiobook. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. sell non-meat products, I would love to you know, sell those. Casper <laughs> Mattress, I'm here for you if you need me, when you need me. <laughs> Be the voice for the Impossible Burger. I would. I just had one last night. Ugh, they're so damn good. They really are. <laughs> they're so Calvin. Good. Oh well, pescatarian. You probably eat it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Zach, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This was the highlight of my. Oh, it's sad to say day, but the truth is weak. <laughs> we'll take it I love that um, God bless your soul as it were God. thank you for being so honest and vulnerable and real also and for doing a magic trick this is what I'm saying you did it all okay hit, hit all the notes thank you guys for putting up with my nonsense and I hope to see you in person so soon and so soon. Thank you for doing this cool platform and facing our demons head on. Head on. We're trying. Yay. Okay. <laughs> well, stay safe out there. See stay you next time. safe. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.